Blessings and welcome, friends. This is Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel. You're listening to the Oneness Program on Oneness FM, Internet Radio for an Awakening World. And I'm so happy today to have an opportunity to interview Brenda Perea. Brenda's from Southern California, from Orange County area. And Brenda is a Oneness Blessing giver and also a Oneness trainer. And she and I met back in India when I first went to my 21-day process in Golden City. Uh, This was back in March of 2006. And it's going to be a beautiful opportunity to share some time with Brenda and find out more about how Oneness has really transformed her family and her life. And also at the end of the show, we'll have an opportunity to hear a little bit about a project Brenda's working on with Carl Calaman who is uh, really uh, profoundly impacting our global understanding of the Mayan calendar and the shifts that are happening. So without further conversation, I'd love to ask Brenda a question, which I often pop on our interviewees, and that is, how do you describe oneness to people? So Brenda, welcome, and let's hear from you on this question. Long time ago, I, you know, people would ask, well, what is oneness? And, and I would just say the canned thing. Well, it, it helps, um, you know, it's a, bi- uh, a neurobiological shift in the brain and it, it slows down the parietal lobes, awakens the frontal lobe. You know, <laughs> that whole thing. People over, don't they, when you yeah, say that? Yeah, that's that whole can thing. But now what I'm, I'm, you know, now that after Mukti, after the Mukti Diksha process came out, um, I was awakening really took center stage. That's what I really felt like. You know, yeah. awakening was the word, the buzzword, and and we were free to now say that. And so now I describe um, oneness is helping people awaken, and in doing so, it may bring up things that need to be brought up to heal. So. It affects all aspects of our lives, and it, it, it affects from relationships, it affects health, and, you know, awakening um, affects all aspects of our lives. It will heal whatever is blocking you into your awakening, and that's what I say to people is because this is about awakening, and the, this is the time of awakening. And so whatever is blocking your awakening, if it's in your health, that might come up. If it's in your relationships, that might come up to be healed. If it's in success or, or in like your career choices and these kind of things where people have blocks, that might come up to be healed. And of course, spiritual growth, that also is a very, very important you know, part of you know, everyone's um, who's not connected starts to feel connected. So Diksha actually starts healing the, all those aspects of our lives. Beautiful, beautiful. So just to kind of make a framework around this for people, you and I have an understanding of what we mean when we say awakening. And, you know, people link awakening and enlightenment. And I think the average person walking down the street is not walking down the street with a goal of becoming enlightened you know they're like I want to have success in my business I want to have a happy marriage I want my kids to be um, you know feeling good about themselves I want health in my physical body all of these things of a more material sort of uh, physical plane nature and yet what you're talking about and what many people are talking about on the planet right now around the movement of energies in 2012 and we're talking about awakening and enlightenment um, it isn't so airy-fairy as we might think and um, I wonder if you could just give an example from your own life of what of an experience of this opening into these awakened states that I know you are having right now yes you know what's really interesting is that when I was introduced to Diksha or the Oneness Blessing in 2004, I had no, I was in corporate. I was a quality assurance manager and I had a team of inspectors I was leading. I was very mainstream and I never thought about enlightenment. You know, <laughs> yeah, I was very interested yeah. in 
you know, um, I, I'm one of those people that like Diksha. Okay, I was very interested in in mystical things, and you know that side of me uh, was always curious. But to be honest, when when I had my first Diksha, I I absolutely didn't feel anything. I didn't know what this was. But I'll tell you the the next uh, two days, I had amazing. Um, phenomenons happening in my body that I'd never experienced before and I had called this person up who gave me a diksha and said what is going on with my body <laughs> and she said well you're having a spiritual cleanse and and that's a good thing and she you know comforted me because I, I needed to know um, not to be afraid and that more light can come into me and that just was so curious to me. I, I had to go back and have more and more and more experience. So what were the actual ex- physical, what kind of things were happening? I actually was eliminating, like, if you okay. were doing a cleanse. And, oh, my gosh. I mean, seriously cleansing and cleansing for two whole things. And uh, I... I've never had that, even even probably doing it once. So so it was a you know something different, and of course everybody has their own experiences. That's what I needed. I needed to uh, get my body healthy. Clear, it was the beginning the of that. Yeah. 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 Well, many of us have that experience in India. Call it major elimination, whatever, and everyone <laughs> blames it on Indian food, which is just a no. total joke because no. it's not about the food at all. Yeah, I, I was there for the temple opening, and it was I was a helper, and uh, and I just watched people um, go into these elimination phases and groups. It was like, and it was manageable because I was helping the doctors, you know, take care of all these people. And it was like a 24-hour thing, but it definitely was because, in my opinion, the energies of the temple opening was such a phenomenon in yeah. itself. Yeah. And Well, I don't think we're going to be calling people to go to India, telling them they're going to have massive diarrhea. No, no. <laughs> no, I've been there many times and I've never been sick, you know. Um, you know, in that way, I've I've never had any problems myself personally. Um, I've had a high temperature, but that was my way of burning. I feel karma. I was going through a very deep uh, cleansing in that way, and I had a beautiful healing from uh, Samadarshini who came in and she blessed me, and and my fever broke right away. And that's when I started helping other people, and that were getting these symptoms. Um, but it, it was because of this incredible temple opening, um, what was happening, you know, on the planet, really. So I want to kind of go backwards a little bit with you here, because I think that, you know, you're, you were talking about you were being major, you were corporate, you were mainstream, you had this experience of the oneness blessing, physical experience, and then I, I, you're, you told me that you are, have a very deep mystical side. So how did you move from corporate mainstream to right now you're doing what you're uh, I know you're a major trainer in the oneness movement (laughs) yeah how did that how did that unfold for you well maybe I can um just start from the beginning um my my husband and I um we have two sons and they're they're grown now but back then um we had a lot of um just conflict within our own family and it was it had a lot to do you know with um, drug use and all these things and rehabs and just constantly you know going through these things and I, I actually joined a 12-step program um, Al-Anon because my children were going through these things and we put them um, my youngest we ended up putting him in Mexico um, with this beautiful 12-step program that really helped um, all of us and so we were going to go visit him and and let me just share too um, my husband and I my whole family we are not the same people um, the phenomenon of oneness has shifted us so completely wow. um, they used to call me Mount St. Helens because I used to just react and really? <laughs> yes and, and my husband I used to call him Chernobyl because he was such a reactor and so you know, we taught this to our children. They, they also, you know, we, we just had this A-type, you know, family. We were always, you know, in, in, there was 
how do I say? There was not harmony. You were in, <laughs> in, in conflict. There was holes in the walls. Oh, there was wow. a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. And, and you know, of course, you know, there was drug use and, and, and probably alcohol abuse and all these things. And so we knew deep in, in our souls, we needed to heal this and we needed to heal this deeply. So somehow in the depth of all the suffering and pain, we, we reached out, you know, as you would to the universe and the universe hears you. And, and what happened is that we were going to visit our son in a rehab in Mexico and we stopped in a bookstore and I was over looking at something and my husband walked by a shelf and this book jumped out of the bookshelf and he went to pick it up and he opened it up, you know, where the page opened, it said there's a man in India that's doing, helping people essentially awaken. And he went, what is this book? And he looked and he saw it was the Mayan calendar and the transformation of consciousness. So it was Dr. Coleman's book that uh, he bought and read it three times. And then um, I was right, and the name that uh, Bhagwan went by at that time was Kalki. So a week later, we came out of the health food store with bags of groceries in our arms and we went by this bulletin board that had the word Kalki on it and a phone number and he said, please write down that phone number and I did and I called and there was a meeting on a Wednesday night and we went over there and this woman from India who was a devotee of, of Amabhagwan in, in the 90s, um, she was just introducing this uh, to everyone and this was in 2004 and she had a picture of the Sri Murti and she talked about being at this Wanish University and then she asked if we wanted to experience a diksha. Well, I never heard of anything and, and I, was ex I was excited to, like, why not? Let's try it. So we all got on the floor and, and like I said, she touched my head. It was kind of theatrical and I thought it was funny. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't feel a thing and I'm going, okay, what is this? And, and then, you know, I felt such a, a shift in my body. But also what really happened, and these are people that were coming in um, she was supporting the Biskins back then from New Zealand. We had a lot of people from Sweden coming in, Freddie and Madeline and Mariama, uh, Ravi Krishnamurti, as you probably know, up in, in the Northern California. He was coming into our area. And whenever there was a word about Diksha, a lot of times it was in the Santa Monica area. And I never went up to LA area at all. I didn't need to. And if you said Diksha, I was in my car. You were there. Yeah. I was there. I don't know what happened, but um, a shift started happening in my consciousness. And that's what really um, was evident because my husband saw it and my children saw it. Mm -hmm. And I started shifting inside and, and a harmony and a peacefulness. Um, I actually went into a very high state for a couple months where I wasn't feeling any suffering. And, and then it slowly started coming back um, to reality. And, and I went, no, please don't go. And so, it, like I said, I never had intentions about becoming enlightened. That was never my path. And all these people I met on, in Diksha were from TM, or they've had all these amazing experiences and knowledge about all this. And I just, in the deep, in the depth of my soul, seeing my family heal and, and having my, my home heal. We, we patched the walls, we painted, and we are in such harmony with each other. I just had to give back. I had to give back and serve. And that was my mission. My mission has always been, allow me to be of service to the divine. That's, that's been my, my thing. And so I went, had to go back to India and I helped um, Dr. Coleman. I, be, I befriended him um, somehow after reading, you know, connecting with his book and everything. And I helped, um, at the time there was a oneness movement with Ronnie G, helped bring indigenous people um, to meet Bhagwan. 
And so I was part of bringing Don Alejandro, who is the Mayan uh, day, 13th generation Mayan day keeper of Guatemala to meet Baguan. And, and that was why I, I was there in GC3 when I met you. Oh, interesting. You know, what was so synchronistic for me around that, Brenda, was that um, at my Unity Church, we had done Alejandro come to my church. Mm-hmm. And he did a fire ceremony in the parking lot behind the church <laughs> with the melting the chocolate and dancing and all. And it was a big yes. deal in Berkeley because in Berkeley you're not allowed to have a fire without getting a permit from the fire department. <laughs> and here we are at church and I just finally, I just had to say, okay, God, you take care of this. Because the fire department permit would take months to get, you know. And I, here I have this Mayan elder coming. And then I got to India and I found out, He's here in India. It's like, what is this? You know, it's so beautiful. Well, what's so funny is that um, I I have a shamanic background, and that's when you know things started awakening in me. Uh. These these shifts. Um, I actually had quit corporate for um, a little while, and I started going out in nature, and these phenomenons were happening to me. I was seeing things and and shifting, and and so I just experienced that whole path and um, which led me to working with indigenous people and I was invited to a very private woman's indigenous meeting where I met Don Alejandro and his wife Elizabeth and when I emailed Dr. Coleman I said have you met Don Alejandro and he says I've written about him many many times in my book and I had to admit to him I haven't read your book yet my husband has <laughs> and anyway he he emailed me one morning and he said Brenda would you be able to contact Don Alejandro because he was still in my area because Bhagwan wants to meet him and I was just blown away because my love for the you know, the divine grace that was coming from Amabhagwan. I had a Sri Murthy and, and I was connecting to it next to my bed. Every night I talked to it, every morning I would talk to it back then and still do, of course. And and I was like, how does this happen? You, you know, who am I? I'm, I'm nobody. I'm this, this, you know, wife and mother and you, and Bhagwan wants me to, wants my help to bring someone to meet him. And I was like, Wow, okay. But that's how things have been ever since I've been a part of the oneness community is that these incredible um, connections and and you think of something and it starts to manifest and, wow. and I mean phenomenon after phenomenon and it's become, you know, I used to call it synchronicity and to be honest, it's not um, well, synchronicity, synchronicity to me was like, you know, a mystery, you know, this great mystery and, and of coincidences. And what I'm finding is when you're in the flow, you, when you are in the divine flow, this is normal. There's no this mystery is, to it. It's just a mystery. Yeah. You are actually experiencing life as it is. And, and, and it is all happening in this moment of this flow. And that's what I'm finding out more and more is that if you have passion and you have a direction and and you're going into it, it's just these doors open. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. Well, this is a a time that we have to be in the flow and take a break, Brenda. So we'll just take a break for a minute and then we'll be right back. So 
this is Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel, and you're listening to the Oneness Program on Oneness Internet Radio. And I have with me today Brenda from Southern California, and I'm, it's been so fun listening to you tell us about your experience in Oneness. And uh, we left off, you were just in the, the amazement of the phenomenon of connecting with Don Alejandro and uh, Dr. Calaman. And I'm just thinking there may be some listeners on our call who are not really familiar with the work of Dr. Calaman and, and his uh, understanding of the Mayan calendar and how that actually connects with oneness. So could you just give us the short course, uh, just little sure. synopsis of what that connection is with 2012? Yes, it's um, what he's done was has been really remarkable because he's tied history into his findings and if you look at a nine level pyramid there's nine levels of consciousness and they all are birthing in a consciousness so the first level birthed in for example a cell and as you go up you know to each level it becomes smaller right uh, uh, like a pyramid gets smaller at the top well it's 20 times um, smaller if you will or faster and so it feels people we're we are now on the top level on May 9th we we entered into the very top level of the mind calendar and people are feeling like time is speeding but really in reality what it is is consciousness or creation um, is compressing. Creation is what's, um, you know, speeding up. Mm-hmm. Not not time. But it feels like that. So, what what each level has are thirteen energies in each each row, each nine level. And there's a seven days and six nights. And in this top level, we are shifting every 18 days and this is why this is you know amazing because when we entered the first day on March 9th not only did we have you know um, a lot of events happen you know the tsunami in Japan we had um, uh, the earthquake of course started it and then the nuclear problems then in the Middle East we've had just all these protests and in incredible and we started a new war and just all of this would have made really big news just one of these things Mm -hmm. and now we're seeing like a compression of events are happening and we just entered in to the second day which was um, I think it was let's see May 2nd and it was just very interesting that um, you know bin Laden was killed right in that time and this is a time of reaction so it doesn't it's not surprising you know when you tie in history to all of these energies like each one of those day one night one day two night two all the way to day seven have their own very unique energy and you know so it's not like prophecy it's more like a pattern so what happened in the first row and the second and the third level and the fourth you know are patterns they all are the same energy going up the pyramid so he was able to take history and tie that into it and it just absolutely is phenomenal how how it relates you know um, yeah, it's really interesting. So material. tell, um, the name of the book again is, and he's written a subsequent book, hasn't he? Yes, it, um, The Mind Calendar and the Transformation of Consciousness. And in this latest book, I I don't have it on That's the top okay. of my That's head. That's okay. Now yeah. his background, though, he's a scientist, isn't he? Isn't that his Yes, background? he is. He actually um, is a research scientist in in the biological field. That's and what cancer research he's done much of that and kind of still um is affiliated with that and he's he's from is he from sweden he's from sweden but he um now lives in seattle washington and he's now on a tour in europe right now and he skypes in with me every once in a while and 
and we uh, we're we're good buddies. We're, we have fun. So so the connection then with this accelerated energy, which I think all of our listeners can really relate to. I mean, people talk about that. They just feel their life's moving so fast, and you know, even just knowing how we are connecting with the internet and the speed of technology is, you know, for anybody over. Anybody my age and beyond, it's it's a challenge just to keep up with understanding how quickly and fast we can communicate in different ways. So what what you and your husband connected into in terms of the understanding of these accelerated energies and this kind of cyclical energy is the same thing that Sri Bhagwan is talking about yes. in terms of the opportunities that are coming to us right now as we move into 2012. And his connection then with this shift in consciousness is bringing forth through these accelerated patterns and pathways this opportunity for us to move out of old patterns of resistance, patterns of conflict, patterns of separation from one another and from all life, literally, into this field of oneness, which, again, is our natural state. And so that's where the connection with, with Don Alejandro, the mind calendar, with Dr. Calaman, and with Sri Bhagwan all came together. And I yes. think you were sharing with me a little bit earlier... Um, this idea that initially when you were involved and I had the same experience Brenda when I was first involved in the oneness blessing I think part of what I had was an experience of relationships really smoothing out and of course there was also the physical experience of feeling really good when (laughs) when you get a oneness blessing just feeling really peaceful really relaxed and that would last for a while um and I, like you, I wasn't thinking, oh, I want to be awakened, I want to be enlightened, you know. I think I already thought I was doing pretty well on my spiritual journey. But now, with this extraordinary acceleration that we're experiencing, and, and I think what with what Bhagwan is doing uh, with people who are connecting into these energies, I think awakening is is a goal for me and a goal that I have for all the people that I meet to get us out of this place of suffering, this place of resistance. So, um, and I would love to hear you know, a little bit about your experience of maybe some um, kind of pattern shifts you've had recently. Well, I think awakening is is automatic. It's just going to happen. It's part of the divine plan and that Bhagwan is, is taking these energies that are there and harnessing it and like a laser beam is putting it into work you know if you want to awaken um kind of ahead of schedule you can (laughs) (laughs) like these processes you know from mukti diksha oneness bhakti yoga um you know tomorrow we're doing a 64 and then we're doing a mukti diksha on on sunday and Now, now i need to stop you because there are people listening to our show who have no idea what you're talking about. It's oh, yes. like you're speaking another <laughs> language, which you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, um, well, there are advanced processes. Once you become initiated as a oneness um, blessing facilitator or addiction giver, as I always say, um, then you go into these advanced processes and they can really take you um, into that uh, accelerated um you know, journey into awakening. And I'm seeing in our community more and more people are going, having these amazing results. Like I said before, you know, whatever is blocking your awakening will come up. And that's where the art of suffering comes in, where you stay with with it, you know, like we, you know, Bhagwan used to say, you know, jump into the tiger's mouth and experience it because we are just so used to or we're conditioned to escape, avoid, be distracted, and we're now being asked to really be and be with everything that's can, coming can up. Can you give us? Can you give us an example of an, a particular experience that you had in terms of meeting well, some resistance and moving through it? Oh, I've had you know from a lot of emotional kind of stuff, of course, you know, and and mostly with relationships and and that kind of thing. I've healed many, many things. But I can just use an example of 
of something that's tangible that people might be able to relate with. I had all, I've been doing a, a Diction night consistently for over five years. Ever since I came back from India, um, Wednesday night Diksha um, has just been um, flourishing, and we have now 50 people, you know, coming almost every Wednesday night. And I have my iPod that has all my playlists on it. And I had to, I had a client that I was seeing in a shamanic um, healing session, and I, I didn't have someone to drum for me, so I was going to put in some drumming music and so I was doing that on my computer and I'm not real techie my husband helps me most of the time and I pressed the wrong button I didn't realize it and it said are you sure and I said yes because I have to hurry I have to go and all of a sudden it was like a bad movie I watched my iPod delete everything <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I instantly went into extreme panic and I felt anxiety. I started feeling fear. I started be feeling angry at myself. All these emotions flooded me all at once. And through the years of hearing, just stay with it, just stay with it, just stay with it, it automatically happened. I went into the body. I felt my heart and my body shaking. And I stayed with it. I, and until the, to a point to where I actually was amazed. I was going, wow, check this out. <laughs> and, and I was feeling what anxiety felt like. Wow. And I felt it fully. And then it dissolved. And I actually had fun with it. It was almost like, wow, this kind of feels good, you know, like this, you know, feeling and, and had a new concept of it. So once it dissolved completely, I was now able to go back into the mind of logic and I had no charge. There was no charge at all. It was gone. Now I could use, make use of my mind in a way of, okay, what's, what can I do? Can I go to Costco and buy another one if, it's, if I killed it, <laughs> you know, if it's dead? Or maybe Carlos can help me, my husband, um, upload, um, you know, this music again. And, you know, what's so funny is that... Um, I never have put all my playlists back on it. <laughs> I have put music on it, but but I had created all these playlists for you know for um, all my events and my courses and things like that. And it, I just smile now. I just look at my iPod, and it taught me such an amazing lesson. You know, to you know to experience something completely and fully is actually a very fun experience. <laughs> and and that we have been conditioned so much to not feel and not to go there. And, and I'm just sharing with everyone, please do, because there is such an amazing freedom that comes when you feel something fully. Well, this would be a great time. I think we should give a oneness blessing for people mm-hmm. and really invite them into the experience of fully feeling something that they may... Uh, be in resistance to now or that they may um, continually have been in resistance to for many many years so let's just take this moment now and if you're listening on the program to just if you if you're able to to sit down and relax in your body to become aware of your breathing close your eyes if you can and if you're not able to do that if you're driving or going about your day just know that the blessing will come to you in the right and perfect way for you to receive this gift of grace and so we take this moment now and we hold for each one on this show is listening to the show that we offer this oneness blessing may you experience deeply that which comes to you and which feels as if it's in resistance. May you experience it fully in grace. Shri 
thanks for the blessing that flows through Sri Yama and Bhagwan and through all those great ones, the saints and the sages of the ages, all those divine beings who surround us from many different traditions and many different cultures and faiths. And we feel that grace now and we say thank you. Deep gratitude. So you're listening to the Oneness Program, and this is Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel, and I'm here with Brenda, just listening to some really wonderful connections that you've been sharing with us, Brenda, not only about your own experience of the Oneness Blessing, how it's literally made major transformations in your life and in your family, but also tying it into this understanding of the 2012 and the mind calendar, Dr. Callanan and... and, uh, Don Aleandro, I think that's a really beautiful framework for our listeners uh, because I know many people have fear around 2012. There's a lot of story and hype, <laughs> yes, yes. And, and you know, for people who are here um, and and active in the oneness blessing community, um, it's a time of a lot of joy, mm-hmm. as well as a time of going into deeper experiences and and, oh, and yeah. releasing them. So it's a really, it's quite an extraordinary. Um, experience. I know that you do a lot of Oneness Awakening courses, and for our listeners, the Oneness Awakening course is, in most cases, a two-day course um, that actually does the same process that we had 21 days in India because of these accelerated energies. And so there's there's a deep experience that happens during these Oneness Awakening courses. And then uh, at the end of the course, you're initiated to become a Oneness Blessing Giver. And you can transfer the energies. Literally, it is not something that we are doing. We're not doers in any way. It simply happens through us. And it can be by laying the hands on someone's head or also just as we've done over the Internet and through the energies of intentional blessing. So Brenda's been doing these courses. You told me you've done about 20 courses now. and I'm actually getting, preparing to do my 20th course, I think, next weekend. And uh, then the weekend after, I'm going back to India for my 28-day deep. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So uh, where's the course that you're going to be giving? Um, it's actually under works. You know, what's happened in that I found out at first I had to start creating these courses. And of course, your very first course, there's a lot of energy that's put into it. I mean, I had like um, a shrine. I had like, it felt like my home became the oneness temple <laughs> because I had everything in my living room and I was creating from my experience my course. And at the time, what was really funny when I came back um, in February, I was ready. I was following the Oneness Experience course format, and we had a Skype with Bhagwan on March 20th in Costa Mesa, and the, it was the first real webcast for the globe as well, um, where he was sharing that no longer were we going to be following this particular format. The trainers needed to now um, create the course from their experience, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> And it was the beginning of Mukti. It was the right. you know the phenomenon of Mukti that had come. So I had to you know what I'm just sharing is for the trainers that are um, that people that have become trainers for the you know their first course. There is a lot um, of preparation and and feelings and everything. But when you really go within, you realize that Amma Bhagwan are doing everything, and they're you know if you surrender and you just allow everything to come through, your courses are going to be absolutely perfect. And what I found after doing several courses, then people were calling me from all over. Strange. It was just a strange thing how it all worked out. And they were saying, can, they were inviting me to communities already set up. And Beautiful. this is what I've been finding out is that once you, you know, you have to go out there and kind of uh, do a couple courses like that. And then I found that they just kind of automatically happen. Courses just began to happen. And that's what's happening here is that I'm just letting it unfold. There's been, you know, I've had three or four people contact me. I want to become initiated. And then I just allow the grace to find the place and find the time. And and, and that's how it works. It's always how it worked for me. And I'm just in that flow right now. So um, mentioning having people contact you, can you give us the... um the web address that you would use for people to connect with you or an email address, whatever you prefer. Yes, um, they can contact me on my uh, email, which is B 
Pareja. My last name is P is in Peter A R E J A at CBP, which is like Charlie Bravo Papa dash PC as in personal computer.com. But what I usually do is I take advantage of our World Oneness Community website, and that's worldonenesscommunity.org. And I post our, you know, my events there and our Wednesday night Diksha. And um, I've been partnering with my friend Scott Weaver, um, you know, for Wednesday night Diksha. And my husband Carlos has been partnering with me with um, doing the courses. And I love the male-female energy, too, that um, seems to work really nice, too, um, in, in our experiences. And in... That's probably the best way for them to go in okay. and go to California and look at Brenda Pareja, and then I have my email there as well and phone number. Beautiful, beautiful. So I'd like to kind of turn us back again to uh, your own personal experience of uh, transformation in the Oneness Blessing, because you've been involved in the Oneness Movement for quite a while now, and I know you're headed off to the deepening course, which is going to just... <laughs> be a blast no, you just got back I, I got back I got back yeah in March and or February when I whenever I got back uh, yeah February <laughs> um, but but I'd like to just um, sort of circle back again with you in terms of the transformation that you really have felt um, are there physical things in your body that you're feeling now? Because I know one of the things Bhagwan talks about, and they talked about this quite a bit in the the deepening course in India, uh, is this disconnection of the senses, so that so that we're no longer in kind of an automatic re- reaction and getting the mind involved when we have an experience. We're not telling ourselves the story about the experience. We're very simply having the experience. And I'm wondering about how that's working in your life. Yeah, the story has definitely fallen away. And I'm in a very interesting state. um, And I have been for quite a while. I was just uh, actually on Skype a little while ago talking to my brother back east. And, And I was sharing with him the last time I really suffered. I mean, I had a very strong suffering Um, you know, for days and days was when I visited back east and it was July, it was around my birthday, I just had turned 50 and it was uh, a 2009 and and something had happened and it had brought me in in deep, deep suffering and and I was able to totally embrace it and experience it. And, and right before then, too, I had another experience that, that I also went into deep suffering. And after that, it, something had happened. Um, I have not experienced suffering for um, any amount of time. Now, that doesn't mean I don't still feel charges. I, charges have come up, and, and I see them. And then they dissolve. It's like, it's really fun to watch these charges. It's like the ancient mind is, is you know, playing. And, and these things come up and then they go. And they come up and then they go. And they even that has become, um, there's been a distance between the charges too. Like I've, I've been watching um, where I'm more neutral. But, but at the same time, I feel. I feel everything. I feel everyone in my community. Um, and but I'm detached. It's a, it's an interesting feeling. I'm not um, hooked in. Um, I'm not part of the drama. I'm not part of um, all this. I mean, I can watch the news, and there was a time I didn't want to watch the news because it's like, oh, that's negative energy or something. And now I actually watch the news because I love giving diksha to the situations, and I love to see the phenomenon of our history you know, where we're at in this amazing shift in consciousness. I mean, 2012 is all about a shift in consciousness. It's not the Hollywood movie version (laughs) that we all, you know, think it is. And it's nothing to be afraid of. It is really about birthing in unity consciousness. And that's where we're at, at that the top level of the Mayan pyramid, is that, you know, we've got um, till October 28, 2011 is when all those nine levels will culminate into that birthing of unity consciousness. 
And yes, anything that does not vibrate to that, we're going to see fall away. And, you know, and if everyone can have a big picture of where we're headed in Satyuga, you know, and that we're leaving what people might call Kali Yuga, you know, this is a time of logic and, and separation and division from the divine and that we're going into unity with our divine. That is the most beautiful thing to look forward to. And yes, we're, you know, birthing is a painful experience. And so some things are going to, you know, shake and rock and roll and move away and fall away. It's normal. It's, it's always been that way. But this is a phenomenon that's happening to the human race. Um, we're ascending with, with the earth. And, and it's just an amazing beautiful um, event in human history and I believe that we've all um, who are awakening are participating as the midwives in this time. I think it's a beautiful opportunity for people to give, become Diksha givers and, and to give Diksha to not only heal the loved ones around us, like in my case, I, I really I'm just blown away how much harmony my family and and my extended family um, are in right now. It's just amazing how consciousness has risen in everyone. That vibration is attracting higher vibrations in everyone too. So, so people aren't stuck in the stories. I mean, my whole family, there's no storytelling anymore. We're just all kind of experiencing each other accepting each, each other exactly who we are and there's an a, amazing grace that is with that it's it's just so beautiful and peaceful so my whole thing is giving back and and helping humanity in any way i can i love initiating diksha givers i love supporting the other trainers i love um you know i'm constantly um getting phone calls and and emails counseling and helping our community grow because of course they're going to see stuff come up that needs to to be experienced and fall away and you know I'm there I like to be there to help and my husband and I also own a corporation so I do work uh, we own a, a network systems corporation and so you know I do the books for that and then also um, involved in my community but I'm also a mom and I'm also a grandmother so, you know, my life is very full and, and everything to me is all about serving the divine. How can I be of service to the divine today? And how can I give back? And how can I um, help someone, you know, when someone has their hand out, you know, I can help lift them up. If, if I can be an instrument of the divine in any way, I want to do that every single day. How beautiful. Well, I think this would be a wonderful time as we're coming near the close of the show to uh, invite you, Brenda, to set uh, a oneness blessing in motion. And if there's a particular intention that you feel to lead us in that. Yes, and I, I just want to share that, you know, the first things that we learned in, in oneness was, you know, people had uh, expectations or assumptions and we know that causes suffering and so I would like everyone to maybe take a moment and look into your life and see where you have expectations you know maybe you have expectations of yourself or others in your family or in your job and I would like you to bring light on that and see if you can really let that go. So I'd like everyone to go within. And look where that is bringing suffering into your life. And we ask the Divine Presence to come in. And whatever that means to you your connection with your divine and I would like you to release that to your divine 
all the expectations that you have in your life or assumptions, let that go. Allow the divine to take that from you. And feel the freedom of just being and accepting everyone exactly the way they are and exactly the way you are. See yourself with inner integrity. Now let it all go and feel the divine in your heart as the divine expands and reaches out and touches everyone around you. So we'd like you to go ahead and relax and we, were, we will give another blessing for about another minute. Just relax and receive the divine grace. beings to that divine presence that indwells our hearts surrounds us and folds us and blesses us now and I want to especially thank you Brenda for being on the show today with me and I look forward to connecting with you soon especially after your journey back to India for the 28 day deepening process well, thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show today. Beautiful. So you're listening to the Oneness Program, and we look forward to connecting with you again very, very soon. Oneness Internet Radio, and this is Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel saying goodbye to Brenda and uh, looking forward to connecting again very soon. Namaste. Namaste.
Thank you.